let's get into it. Um, let's break down these guys, right? So, Floatsome, Ursula's Spy is a five-cost, uninkable Amethyst card, and he has three strength, four willpower, has the ability to rush, he has the special ability for Dexterous Lunge, which is your character's name, Jetsum, gain rush, and he has two lore. Um... For a five cost on Inkable, his stats are meh. Having rush makes him like worse than even cards uh, at his cost that are also on Inkable that have a different ability, which is Beast. So while it's interested in fine, it's definitely better if you can, in combination with him, uh, with his brother and friend Eel. But we'll get into it. Strength is rush, solid stats for card advantage, combining. With Jetsum gives you a very solid evasive challenger. Two lore, evergreen ability in addition. Yeah, my big addition for the card and the strengths, honestly, was the fact that their ability is evergreen, which is what I really like. So, you know, later on as we go through this and there's more Jetsums and more Floatsums, this ability will, you know, correlate to all these characters, which I think is very interesting. Now, granted, I have no idea how many times they're going to make these eels, but every time they make the eel, uh, we get, you know another chance at these cards kind of coming back in and getting some more love. Uh, the the weakness of the card is it's uninkable. Uh, you really need Jetsam in play to make him worth the five cost uninkable. Even then he still cannot trade with, you know, on cost evasive like Goofy. So like you can't kill Goofy. You still trade in really poorly to a bunch of fives um, and even a lot of fours. So he's very good at, you know, capitalizing on other types of characters. You know, if he has the evasive, you know, he can come in and get rid of Pongo, which I guess is fine. But nonetheless, the opportunity is to combine with Jetsum for maximum value. Play in decks that keep the board clear for solid rush removal characters with the threat level lore. He does have two lore, which isn't the worst thing ever. And then the threats, of course, is if Jetsum cannot stay in play, a lot of the Floatsum value is lost. I'm going to go right into uh, our next wonderful dude, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about them together because I think you have to kind of talk about these guys together, in my opinion. So we're going to go right into this, and then we'll come back and we'll we'll just, we'll just evaluate both these guys together because I think you kind of have to. So Jetsam Ursula Spy is a four-cost, inkable character, three strength, three willpower, one lore, evasive, and then he has Sinister Slither, which your character's name floats him gain evasive. Um, so our strengths here are solid stats for evasive character, inkable, very good in combo with Floatsum, more reasons to keep Pongo in the binder, <laughs> evergreen with Floatsum is additional as we stated as, uh, for Jetsum, you know, both Jetsum and Floatsum both have the evergreen value with their abilities, which is very nice. Weaknesses taken out by popular other three drops, uh, Peter Pan and Smash, even, with Rush, cannot afford to challenge often enough to create card advantage. Like, you know, this card loses to Zeus, loses to Rafiki, you know, loses to, like, Steamboat Willie, Mickey Mouse, in all honesty. So he just, he doesn't trade very, very well at his cost. So you have to really hope that your evasive is what's going to save this card. We'll have to see. Uh, opportunity is to pair with Floatsum for maximum value. Value is more in giving Floatsum evasive than himself getting Rush. Solid answer to opposing evasives if you are not playing Amethyst Steel. Um, and then the threats are most 
playable oppo- opposing evasives just run over, you know, Goofy, Genie, Peter Pan, all the things. So uh, while these cards, you know, are pretty interesting and they definitely work really, really well together, them being apart, it's kind of hard to like truly assess like where their power level is going to be. I like the fact of the Revergreen, which I stated earlier, like this, the idea that you can constantly like reinvigorate these characters throughout the lifespan of Disney Arcana is really sweet and interesting. It's something we haven't seen a ton of outside of shift characters. So like these characters are just as evergreen as shift because of that ability, which I really love, but you know, the current power level on these guys is, um, it's a bit, it leaves, it leaves a lot, you know, Amethyst is lacking in evasive characters for the most part. This does, uh, I'm, this guy is, uh, is fine against the Rafiki and Zeus, which I mispointed earlier, because you can get around them, which is nice. Personally, if we end up with sideboards, which we still don't know yet, because we don't have the comprehensive rules guy. I think these characters will be really phenomenal for sideboarding just because it'll give you a different avenue in like some types of mid-range and some types of control matchups where you're like, okay, well, if my opponent's just going to run Rafiki and Zeus, then I'll take out my fours and my fives that are losing to those cards and I will put these guys in and then they'll have an evasive threat, which is very nice because some of these decks, you know, like the Tinkerbell decks and things like that, they don't have a lot of great answers to evasive cards, which is why, you know, even like the Ruby Emerald evasive deck right now is pretty stellar because Tinkerbell can't get to you, which is great. But all in all, I'm a little worried about these characters right up front. Uh, they feel a little bit out of out of sync with some of the better things that you can be doing, in all honesty. King Triton. Um, this is <laughs> this art is just so good. I'm going to make it bigger. Uh, his like, his just like his smirk and face is so sly. <laughs> it makes me laugh like every single time. <laughs> I really, really do enjoy it. Um, and there's a lot, of, there's a lot to be gained. I think with this art, his body is insanity. I mean, like this nine willpower is nuts. So Triton, the seal King is a seven cost inkable Sapphire card, um, five strength, nine willpower, two lore, and he is blank. Which is fine, guys. I know, listen, I know I've said this before. Um, there's a lot of vanilla characters, and that's okay because some of these vanilla characters, the stats on them, they carry weight. And I'm not sure a lot of people have really like I think they're very much underestimating challenging and like how important it is for characters to get through a turn or get through two turns. So a lot of these vanilla characters with these gigantic asses and like the the ones with fair stat lines you know like this guy having five strength is good it trades with a lot of cards and his nine willpower keeps him around for multiple turns it basically reads you have to utilize your removal card on me you know your dragon fire your let it go or i'm going to two for one you or i'm going to three for one you and if you don't deal with me then i'm still too lore like these cards have to go a long way to get out of it and yes it doesn't have an ability right away but its ability is staying power so you got to think about that you know when you're really evaluating these cards in my opinion all right so uh nine willpower inkable two lore late game threat that is very hard for certain decks to deal with will create card advantage versus popular strategies playing him out early through ramp will allow him to control the board weakness cost seven we are in a very late game, and compared to some 7-drops, he still is just a BDI. 
uh, guys, just so we're clear, BDI means big dumb idiot. It's a it's a term that we Scott and I use all the time. <laughs> so if you ever see BDI in anything, that's what it is. <laughs> five strength means it cannot even trade with some five drops below curve. Specific, there, there's definitely a few of them that it can trade with, but it does trade with most, which is the real the real good thing about this guy. Uh, the opportunity is steal AOE package combined with let it go. Give Sapphire a solid late game finisher that is nearly impossible for some decks to deal with. He may see play as a one, two of in these lists, King Synergy. Uh, that's another thing here. There are several Kings now. We keep hoping for basically like any Synergy that's more than just Princess, you know, Prince, Inventor, King. I mean, the list goes on, I think Ally even. So there's all these like subtype names that we're still hoping for some stuff. So let's... You know, we'll see what happens. Uh, threats are five cost removal. We'll take him out of the field. And you, yeah, and you need to pair likely with steel to keep the board clean in, in the current metagame. While that's probably true, we'll have to see. You know, like he he's gigantic, right? I want to still keep him up here. You know, he's gigantic, which is awesome. Uh, because nine health on a seven cost is pretty ridiculous. And like I said, he's, he's going to be around. So like when he hits play... He's going to like not die right away unless they do waste their dragon fire, which by all these arguments, you're like, okay, well, if they dragon fire my King Triton, that means whatever I play next is way better than King Triton. It means that they had to waste their, you know, their removal on King Triton. And if they don't waste their removal on King Triton, well, then you have a two lore character that's repeatable every turn that also has nine health. So it's, it's a lot. It's, I think the guy is a little bit better than we're truly giving credit for, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So our next guy is, oh, whew. all right. We're going to take a drink for this one because it's grab your sword. Okay. As we can see, there's a lot of text on this one, guys. Um, <laughs> it's, whew, his card is really good. I mean, mm, all right. Grab your sword is a five-cost, uninkable, steel song. Just for the reminders at home, a character with five-cost or more can tap to sing this card, or, spoiler, there's a card coming up ahead that can tap, and it's only a three-cost. How about that? New keyword, guys. I'm so excited. Uh, Tart is trash. You're out of your mind. <laughs> okay, listen, sir. I think there's something wrong with your coffee this morning. I, I just have to disagree with you. <laughs> All right, so the strength, two damage to only your opponent's board. All right, that's cool. Uh, this was fair as an uninkable, or as an inkable, two damage to both boards, let alone just your opponent's board. It's a song. You can play it uh, by exerting a five-drop character and still have all your link, have all your ink available for the turn. Allows you to play very few low-end characters in decks and still not be overwhelmed with shift characters. The way damage works in Lorcana being permanent means you will always be gaining value even without immediately banishing opposing characters. The weakness. We are reaching a critical mass of uninkable and steel alone, let alone to combine with other ink colors. In existence, forces players or forces people to play in and build around it to potentially a victim of its own success. The opportunity here is it combines perfect with Tinkerbell, the Great Fairy, to set up three damage to just your opponent's board. 
great combo with uh, Cerebus because he is gigantic on curve, Stitch, Rockstar, RIP. Uh, I don't know that he's completely dead, but it's definitely in some trouble right now. It probably needs a lot more help. Um, threats probably needs to be combined with additional removal in case you cannot draw away of playing it before turn five. Maybe drawing too many uninkables to play on curve. Ariel really only added another way to play this card on turn four, which, like, you can just spend the first three turns almost playing VR Guest or, you know, playing literally just like anything and kind of just ignoring your opponent's board because if you have your Tinkerbells and you have your Grab Your Swords and you just, like, have a random Fire Their Cannons or something like that, like, whatever you're doing in those moments... You don't even need to care because all of a sudden, like, turn four is going to hit, and now you have two different ways. Now, if you are playing Amber, you'll have two different ways to just flat out play this card on turn four, which is insanity. And then if you have the Tinkerbell route with whatever follow-up that you're going to have past Tinkerbell, you have, you know, the Tinkerbell, you have Cerebus, you have, um, you know, even, like, a Kronos later on in the game that can tap for this. You're not going to feel too bad about – or Kronk, sorry. Uh, you're not going to feel too bad about tapping just to, like, get rid of stuff. There's just so many ways to utilize this card that it's insane. And the fact that there is no drawback to your side of the board is also quite insane because it's it's almost like telling your opponent, like, hey, I'm just going to keep luring you because I already know that I can just tap my guy and remove your entire board. So if you don't challenge my characters, you're only giving me even more opportunity to just get further ahead in the game. Uh it's a very threatening card. It's going to be potentially a defining card in the entire landscape of the metagame. We're going to need to start seeing cards with more willpower that you can even truly utilize. And granted, listen, I understand, right? There's, there's a metagame to everything. And I'm not saying that you can't play rush decks and you can't play aggro decks and all those things. I'm not really saying that, but you have to already understand that there's now two cards that work in concert with one another that will always be a threat to your game plan. And that's insanity. The way the mulligan rule works in this game, you have even more opportunity to find it. Uh, the pack, like the combination with Amethyst and just the sheer draw power that you're going to get is just so unfair that the to, to like bank on your opponent not having these things is really difficult. And in a game where resources are low... And if you're playing a one cost, two cost, three cost, and they all just gets removed from one card from your opponent, you're out so many resources and the lore you got will not matter. Like the only thing that's important to get your opponent to 20, it doesn't matter if you get your opponent to 18 or 19. So when you have to start considering like, man, do I, do I take a risk and play this card that's going to die on turn four or turn five? And all I'm getting at it is like three lore it's really hard to make that claim. It's really, really hard to make that because if you don't have a way to follow up and all of these steel decks, whatever you're compared, like wherever you're combining it with Amethyst or Ruby, you know, like even Amber, realistically, you're going to have ways to follow up this AOE, which is the more, which is the more oppressive thing, right? It's like, not only can I just AOE the board and it's just your side, whatever I'm playing afterwards is gigantic. It's powerful. It's getting constant two for one trades for the rest of the game. And that's the real scary thought is that this card being in steel, only hitting your opponent's side of the board is, it's very incredible. <laughs> it's, 
I've I only played like three games with it the other night because it's been a busy week. But in all those games, I'm like, man, this card's nuts. So we have Anna, and um, I had a really busy day at work yesterday. And this card came out, and I was so excited. This is the card. If you guys go back to like our second podcast when we had the Lumineers on, and I wanted Anna. I did. Like Anna is one of my favorite characters in Disney, and I am just so very upset with this card. <laughs> so very upset. The art is great. I love it. Um, but yeah, man, let's break her down. Anna, heir to Arendelle. She's a four-cost inkable amethyst card, uh, two strength, four willpower, two lore, with the ability of loving heart, which is a great name for this ability. Ah, uh, when you play this character, if you have a character named Elsa in play, choose an opposing character. The chosen character doesn't ready at the start of their next turn. Locking down cards is great, but her not being able to tap the card herself sucks uh her needing elsa in play to even get this ability sucks and yeah i'm just i'm not happy about it guys i'm very upset about it strength two lore inkable four is on curve willpower uh, with elsa you can stall the board a bit for a rusher slash aoe good later game in lore trading um it has this nice ability to tap stuff down late in the game and maybe pursue your board and lore which is nice you know even if you're just tapping like a mickey mouse or something like that or a maui so the weakness here is you need elsa in play for full effect even with elsa the effect is mediocre would rather just banish it as a as in play exerted character that would have been a lot better that's not what we got the opportunity here is pair with elsa uh pair with steel to keep the exerted characters around to be taken care of by tinkerbell or grab your sword without spending a card on them. The threats here is while she may survive combat with most four drops, she is not that exciting. I just don't think I don't think you're getting enough for this card. Uh, and comparative to like Zeus or even just Jafar, in my opinion, like she just doesn't. She's not going to do enough. She's super situational, which is really depressing. Her best utilization is late in the game just to swing lore curves. And at that point, you still have to like hope your Elsa is sitting around to even get the most out of it. It's a lot of like ifs and not enough security for me. And that's like the worst part about this card is I like, I like, you know, the flavor of it and all of those things. I just wish that she could tap things when she came in. The fact that like she can't even tap them kind of sucks. The fact that you also need Elsa doesn't really help. And while it's all flavorful and the art looks great, and honestly her stats aren't even that terrible, and she has two lore, I just don't think this card is going to make the cut. I I will be really shocked if this card ends up making cuts in like once we get all the cards spoiled. I I, I don't even want to play it now, and we only have half the cards spoiled. So I don't know. We'll get in the next one. Okay, so uh, Ariel Spectacular Singer is a three cost inkable character, two strength, three willpower, one lore. We have a brand new keyword, which is singer, which is very interesting. Uh, like, you know, I was talking about this a little bit with Scott. The fact that we are over halfway into spoilers for the cart, for like for the set, and we're just learning about a new keyword is kind of awesome. Uh, you know, talk about holding secrets, you know, holding, holding it to your, tight to your chest. That's awesome. So it's pretty great that 
we're getting a brand new keyword. We I would have been fine with not even having another keyword in the set, but now we have it. So let's make the best of it, right? So Singer 5, what, what Singer does is that this character counts as a cost five to sing songs. So basically this character as a three cost will be able to ex exert and play, let it go, um, play, grab your sword. And honestly, anything that comes out after that, it's really interesting. And honestly, it's a, it's like, I, I, I really like the keyword a bunch to be truthful because like what this means is, you know, a couple, I think this was the same thing during that podcast. Uh, Scott was mentioning that he wanted you know, like um, an Illumiere that made songs cost, cost less or something like that. Well, now an Illumiere very likely has this singer ability, in my opinion, because it makes perfect sense for his character and his role. Uh, so, like, he might be like a two cost that can sing up to fours, four, like a four cost song or something, which I think is really cool. I like that it has like the specific number, which means, you know, you could realistically make a one cost character that can sing a five or you know a three or a four or a five cost song which is very interesting it, it'll definitely it'll definitely make those characters more impactful later in the game as well as like all right well maybe on five i still want to play this card so on four i'm just gonna be like oh here's my one cost and here's my three cost and then i'll move to my next turn but my next turn now i can literally just tap a one cost character to sing a five cost song and then still have my whole all my inks value on me so i, I really really like this keyword i think it's I think it's pretty powerful in general. I, I'm, I'm excited to see more cards with this now. So the strength of Ariel is she's inkable. Singer 5 lets you exert on turn 4 for essentially 2 free ink. This allows her to sing, let it go, and grab your sword much earlier than expected. Her come into play or ETB of digging for songs means you add consistency to the deck, mimicking pure draw at times even better. So this is like... I, I didn't even go through this. The ability is Musical Debut, which is when you play this character, look at the top four cards of your deck. You may reveal a song card and put it in your hand, put the rest on the bottom of your deck in any order. So it's basically uh, Be Our Guest, but for songs, which I love, and it's super flavorful. And I also love, um, we're getting a little bit sidetracked here, but I love that Ariel, all of her cards are like super unique and different and all just do like totally different things. But they're all still very flavorful. Like her, you know, her sapphire one working with items is really cool. The first amber one is as a human where she can't sing, super flavorful. And now this one is the opposite where it's like all about the song. I just, I really, really do love the, the kind of like the flow and creativity to the Ariel right now. Super good. Um, our weakness is low strength for a three drop, not great in Amber's typical weenie strategy. More likely uh, on the Hades slash part of your world base control recursion angles needs to get a song off her ability or she is under static compared to almost every three drop in the set, uh, except for, of course, Elsa, who has her own unique ability. The opportunity is currently needs to be paired with Sapphire or Steel for maximum value based on the five call songs. The threats are not drawing an impactful song leaves her valuable to challenges from most three drops, Rafiki is a threat. Even if she sings, she is unlikely to stay around. The card has a lot of good things, and obviously, like with every card, you have to have good, you have to have bad. And I think, like, obviously, she's also a princess, so she can, you know, you know, aid into the Moana strategy. If now Moana is getting a little bit better because we've had a few more princesses revealed, especially ones that like have abilities that help the deck in general, like 
having Ariel be able to find your let it goes so you can, you know, kind of get past some of those squeaky parts in the game where your characters are like not staying around utilizing your three costs to tap to get rid of a card is great you know with let it go um and we'll have to see hopefully there's more you know more songs to come that kind of aid these strategies but nonetheless i think like her upside is really really good any card that comes into play that lets you look at top cards of your deck to get you know some type of resource for and some type of back you know you can compare it to uh, Maleficent Sorceress, where, you know, yes, all she does is come into play and, and replace herself and draw a card, but that's what you're trying to do here as well, and you have this other unique ability on top, and on top of that, you have, uh, a like, a three strength, or three willpower, so you're, you even trade with that card, so in terms of that, it's really, you know, it's really, really good. I think this card's one of the more playable cards. Uh, I do, you know, the aggro side of, of Amber is definitely different than this side and i'm not sure right as it stands right now i don't think you would play it in like rockstar decks unless you know you really have to find be our guest but we have to see more songs i think to really get the most out of that card so this one right this is a really fun one uh gaston came out after myself and scott and like everyone else that we talked to were already asleep <laughs> but hey i love late night cards i'm very excited to wake up to a brand new card i'm never angry about that uh, and it's Gaston, and this art, I love so many of the ruby arts, but, like, the, how dark and just, like, overall surrounding the fire, like, the, the I love this art on this card, and I, I'm just so excited, like, the art in this game truly is incredible, uh, I, I'm looking forward, I really hope we get to see, like, more of the, like, full art versions of these, I think it's a slam dunk for promo cards moving somewhere in the future just like yeah here's full art gaston and here's whatever it is like seeing the entirety of this art would be so sweet all right let's break them down though right gaston arrogant hunter is a two cost inkable character with four strength two willpower zero lore and then he has the ability of reckless which is of course this character can't quest and must challenge each turn if able um couple things to, to note about this card real quick. And what I what I really love here is I love that he doesn't have any lore at all because there's definitely, like, reasons to evergreen him by making him have lore. So they didn't even decide to do that, which is pretty telling, I think, because there's, there very obviously could be a card that just, like, removes Reckless or something like that in the future, whether it's, like, a charm or something like that, like, some ways to just like remove the reckless ability, which we, or like the rec, like the status effect of reckless, I should say. It's really, once again, we've already talked about this. I don't really like rest reckless as a keyword because I, I'm not, I don't like the precedent of opposing cards gain reckless because then it's like this weird stack thing that you have to remember for no reason when your opponent has no interaction on your turn. But when you look at a card like, like this and how it's designed, you have to realize that either one of two things they absolutely plan to make a car that removes reckless or they have zero plan to do it which means if they don't have any reason to do it then there's no reason for this guy to ever have lore but if he did have lore it would have been really interesting is to like look at this as an evergreen ability of going oh well when there's some type of charm or removal for reckless whatever that comes like this guy goes up in value not the case here that's fine break them down so the four strength for a two cost is a great ratio. 
It's good in the mid to late game, uh, low cost drops to control the board, even if it cannot quest. The weakness is two willpower means his reckless is easy, easily manipulated into a low value target. Be awkward in the late game. The opportunity is it plays in the mid to late to force your opponent to make bad trades or play themselves off curve. Typically, they are not going to be they're not going to want to be under dropping just to keep up with yours. Combine with your other removal in colors to keep an onboard threat active. Uh, of course, its threats are steel, ink versus steel until extreme late game. You know, there's infinite ways for steel to interact with this card now as we continuously see fire the cannon, smash, uh, grab your sword, Tinkerbell. Like, literally, like every card with deal damage on it uh, to an opposing character gets rid of this guy pretty much. So, while he does trade up really nice and, and really well, with that four strength, it just is likely that he's going to run into Maleficent Sorceress, and you're just going to be like, oh, I guess I traded for their three cost that replaced itself, but eh. And on top of that, he doesn't need, like, they don't even have to trade into him. They're just like, yeah, I'll just send my Maleficent for one lore, and now you have to run into it. Doesn't really feel too great. Um, I'm going to find a, I find it really hard for this guy to be truly valuable yet, even with this four strength, only because. His limiting fact that he has to have reckless. I really wish it was like he had an ability instead. Like if it was just like a like a you know like an ability keyword where it's just like if your opponent has characters in play, this has reckless. So this way he could still have been like able to lure even if it was for just one. Just something a little different to make his reckless not feel like so detrimental. The fact that this guy you have to play this guy on two and he just never ever has an ability lore and your opponent can just send whatever they want with two power into lore and then you have to attack it doesn't feel super great so you know all in all um that was our last card right yeah Woo. that was a bit of a marathon <laughs> there's seven new cards today which is really really fun um but yeah uh it's been fun the cards are keep coming i imagine that There'll even be more cards a day if we're being honest. But all in all, you know, these cards, we we can look back at them real quick. You know, I think I think that obviously Ariel's very good. Uh, Grab Your Sword is obviously insane. I think Triton is not getting enough love. And the eels, the eels are the very least interesting. Um, so, you know, but what, uh, you know, how do you guys, have you guys been, been able to play with these yet? Um, like I said, I played a couple games Wednesday night with the, the grab your sword deck, which was just basically the steel deck I had been playing since Tinkerbell came out, except I added some grab your swords. Um, trust me, that was good. <laughs> I know Clayton, I know, I know that your marathons are, are much worse. I've watched hoping to actually play today. Yeah. I, I definitely watched a couple, a couple videos. I checked out the Traverse Tavern guys the other day. He was streaming, um and then i think be our guest also had something new if i believe something was posted that i had seen come up on the feed and i checked that out too the cards all seem good um i haven't seen anything from yesterday so i haven't seen ariel or anything like that yet um but yeah i mean i some of these cards are definitely playable some of these cards are unplayable so i think some of these cards are pretty defining i mean obviously grab your sword is in my opinion the best of the bunch um, the fact that you have Tinkerbell and you have Grab Your Sword, uh, they're both so very powerful. And 
it really the way this game is played and like the such the low amount of resources that you can gain like through drawing cards every turn and things like that like it's so hard to lose multiple cards to one card uh and that's what both of these cards represent and it's really difficult i mean i was already three for wanting people with tinkerbell and she was still around which is scary um this card is just another one it's just another layer of having this ability to like yep i'm just gonna flip the game completely upside down and we're all gonna feel really really bad about it <laughs> obviously with cards like this like cards cards this strong like grab your swords it only means there's there's more cards coming i mean there's no way that this card in my opinion will end up being the most powerful card revealed in the latter half but right now there's a lot of cards that have come out and there'll probably be a couple a lot more cards that come out that just they won't look nearly as insane as this one. But I, I have hope because, like, all of the songs truly have looked really good. Well, most of them have looked really good. And obviously, like, Friends and Grab Your Sword are probably more a bit of a standout. But, you know, Let It Go is a very good card. Be Our Guest is a very good card. So I'm really enjoying how powerful the songs are and, like, the fact that you can double down on the concept of, uh, you know, on the concept of I can just tap my guy, you know, like, the fact that you can just like literally exert your character, have all this power because of that, and then have all this all this resources still is such an incredible mechanic in the game. Like songs are absolutely one of my favorite parts. I covered this on the last podcast, but this singer ability that we just gained, this singer keyword, is really exciting. Uh, I I really hope that there's like ten cards with the ability of singer that haven't been revealed yet, which would be really cool. I don't know that we'll get that many, but I hope we do because this is a really cool mechanic. Swords are a really cool, you know, staple for this game. So anything that like enhances them is just even better in my opinion. Um, and I'm just, I'm really, really excited. So I'm happy that we're at where we're at. I think there's plenty more to come as uh, pointed out by B squared here. Like I think we have got some more excited. They has to be right. I mean, there's still 95 cards left or something like that. Like, so while we've gotten some real bangers lately, which is fun, you know, the new, the new keyword, which is great. You know, we've got a lot of fun stuff like coming out and really enjoying it. There's still a lot of cards left. There's still a lot of love. There's still a lot of fun that can definitely come with this, which is what I'm really excited about. And I'm sure today we'll even get more if we're being honest. But all in all, all in all, um, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me and stream today. I had a fun one. As long as we are good without full cycles of vanilla yes <laughs> i don't think we're gonna get full cycles of, of vanilla it's okay um if you hung out today thanks so much for commenting and being a part of the stream you know it means a lot to us as we continue here to grow if you're not yet you're hanging out in chat you're watching this after the stream hit me know let me know what your favorite card of these seven were there was a lot of excitement here new keyword uh insane songs all those fun things so let me know in the comments what your favorite card was and of course, as always, if you're not, hit the subscribe button, hit a like on this video, and I will catch you guys in the next one. See ya.